Ben, what's your favourite fire cooking technique? Nothing fancy, just goat satay cooked over coconut husk flames in Lombok with a dude fanning the coals <laughs> with a cardboard fan. Okay, okay. We'll put in the request to the people at Vivid Fire Kitchen, which is exactly what it sounds like. Vivid Fire Kitchen is a pop-up running as part of Vivid from May 24 to June 15 at The Goods Line in the Sydney CBD, and it's all about cooking with fire. Tandoor, teppanyaki, First Nations food, tender brisket, charred veggies and aromatic satay, to name a few. With hand-fanned coconut husks? Uh, I mean, no promises. Vivid Fire Kitchen proudly sponsoring this episode of Ingridopedia. This podcast was produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Wadawurrung people, and we pay our respects to their elders past and present. There's no one more prolific in the Australian music, book and food scene than Andrew Levins, known to all as Levins. He cut his teeth as one of the inaugural DJs on FBI Radio. He plays most major Australian music festivals and hosts the longest-running hip-hop night in Sydney. His articles have been published in the Sydney Morning Herald, ABC Life, Vice, Good Food Guide and more, and he's the author of the Nelson Kids Book series. He was also the founder and head chef of legendary late-night diner The Dip. He's published two cookbooks and knows more about food in Sydney's West than anyone probably should. So let's open up his fridge. This is Levens. All right. Levens, what was the last thing you ate? Uh, I was just in Auburn in the western western suburbs of Sydney, and they have an amazing restaurant on the main strip there called New Star Kebab. Um, and I saw a three-hour-long Bollywood movie this morning, and it got me out at one <laughs> thirty. Um, and I was just around the corner from New Star Kebab, so I went and I ordered... Um, mixed shish but i'm trying to be healthy so i said no no bread or or like anything else just the meat <laughs> and i've got veggies at home and um i got i was it was really heavy when they gave it to me and it was full of bread so they were like you know sorry buddy you're getting bread no matter what you say <laughs> uh okay what's your most used condiment hot sauce probably no probably mayonnaise but like to the point where i don't even consider that a condiment like no one would consider butter a condiment right I guess no. not. And yeah, I, mayonnaise is like air. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so mayonnaise and is is, a, is like butter, oil, salt. That they're, they're, they're the essentials. But yeah, probably hot sauce. And I have, but have, I have, I don't have a particular hot sauce. I have just like this, like I guess I have like a lifetime supply of different hot sauces that just keeps expanding. And then every month or so, I'll open a new one and we'll slowly go through it. I'm trying to work on my kids. Uh, hot sauce tolerance levels. Um, I found a really great one. The guys who who do hot ones do like kid-friendly hot sauces too uh-uh. and they're more like fruit and vegetable based with like a small amount of jalapeno and they're really good i actually got them from um matt's hot shop in melbourne um, yeah he's got some great great stuff there um what do you like to buy in bulk granola um whenever it's on sale i have, I have a um my wife and i have a like it's like a cacao granola that whenever it's on sale we just buy up and my son is like i can't believe it um and at the moment because they're really cheap berries so um, whenever like at the we're at the, the very very sweet part of the year where at the moment it's raspberries turn so raspberries are like two dollars fifty upon it normally they're like six um, and mm. so we buy like I don't know like twenty bucks worth of raspberries every week and then uh, blackberries are pretty cheap as well blueberries strawberries uh, for some reason berry season is uh, is 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 in summer at the moment but I always, always associate them as like a winter fruit okay what's the best thing in your freezer there is a lot of ice cream. Um, which I'm not letting myself eat at the moment. 
and there's some great curries that we made like last year that we forgot about. That's for sure. Um, there, we, there's some bad ice cream too. Um, we are always. I don't know if you have it in Melbourne. We have this thing called home ice cream in Sydney, and basically it's a truck. And then you, the only way you, it's only some suburbs of Sydney that have it. And you just see this da ding, da ding, da ding, da ding, da ding, da ding. And whenever it's school holidays and the kids are home and we hear the bell, it's it's, it's home ice cream time. And uh, our entire family came to the realization that home ice cream sucks this summer, <laughs> and now no one wants to touch the um the like it's like you buy it that's like buying in bulk. You have no choice but to buy it in bulk. They sell like a box of forty ice blocks for eight bucks or whatever, um, but they're real bottom of the barrel. Yeah, you need to clear that space for something else. Good. Yeah, well, we often will like instead of if we go out. For dinner and we eat too much but there's a good gelato place nearby we won't get dessert for then we'll get dessert for later or like you know even a week later and so we, we all often have like artisanal gelato tubs just stuffed in the back of our freezer that we forgot about love it <laughs> love love surprise curry love surprise gelato oh and um and rotis as well always got to keep our rotis in the freezer too yeah that's a good freezer levens yeah it's packed you can't you can't move in there <laughs> Um, I know you said you were trying to be healthy, but what's your favorite kind of chocolate? Favorite kind of chocolate? Um, I mean, like, generally it's dark. I really love that um, that brand. Is it called Tony's? Tony's Chocolate Lonely. Lonely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he does a, a he. I assume it's made by a guy named Tony. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they, they do one, and it's like dark chocolate with um, pretzels and, and maybe honeycomb. Uh, that's my mm. favorite. That's yeah. my favorite chocolate bar at the moment. That does not last long in my, uh, in my, in my cupboard. Uh, what do you eat out of the jar? Uh, you know what? I was try- I was going to be all high and mighty and be like, I don't eat out of the jar, but no, a jam. If we ever have a good jam, I'm I, I'm very very open to like getting a teaspoon of it and just having that as a snack. Speaking of snacks, what's your favorite Japanese snack? Okay, well, I mean, on like the pure sugar level, there's nothing better than Japanese gummies. There is a uh, obviously you've got like you know high chews is like an elite. Japanese candy too, but they have a, a gummy candy called Pure, and um, they're in like really, really specific f- fruity flavors, um, like just like really vivid peach flavor and stuff like that. I love that. Sugar-free though, um, I I love. I, sh- I have like tons of them around here actually. There's a brand of mints <laughs> that I they're called Mintia, M-I-N-T-I-A, and they're from Japan. Oh, yeah. and I go through them a lot. That's like my car my car snack. Because uh, some some of the mint the mint flavors they're sugar free, but some of the mint flavors are like so so strong that if I'm ever driving home late from a gig and I need to just make sure I stay awake, I, I eat the extremely unpleasant mints. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I guess more, more traditional Japanese snacks. Um, I love taiyaki, the the fish uh, fish wafer stuff with red bean and ice cream. Oh, yeah. That's a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean I could go rice crackers, like especially grilled rice crackers or senbei, the ones with the um, the prawn flavor. I love that. We're going to Japan in April, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm that, that's why I'm dieting now, because I know I'm going to eat like six meals a day when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, maybe this is a bad bad timing for this question, but what's your favorite comfort food? Uh, corn chips. Corn chips are just the best. I. I they're like you know you, you open one going I just have a couple and then suddenly the entire bag's gone and, and it was like a family size um, and no one else was home <laughs> but you yeah, know I, I love corn chips and I love what you you know I love cooking with corn chips 
Um, but I also just love snacking on them. They're the best. I love original flavor. No cheese, bullshit, just, uh, just plain. Plain, good quality corn chips, the best. All right. Your favorite kitchen tool? Favorite kitchen tool is... Um, okay, what about like something that I only have that only serves one specific purpose? And I, I got a Tamago Yaki um, uh, pan for making the rolled ja- awesome. rolled Japanese omelet. Um, so what I love to get is uh, at Kinakunya, which is a book sh- bookstore in Sydney. They have a bakery um, cafe there, and they sell um, shakupan, the Japanese milk bread. It's really expensive, so it's again it's another it's a school holiday treat for the kids. So we buy a loaf of the shakupan, and then I um. Uh, make tamagoyaki for everybody with just um, Japanese mayo. Um, it's it's it, you. I mean, I guess you, you could technically cook whatever in it, but it, it's really really it makes ro- rolling the little omelets a lot easier. Yeah, I need to get one of them. It's Billy's favorite food, and I yeah, it's very. Hard it's a very luxurious tasting, like from a, from a textural point of view. Like you've got the really soft mm. bread, and like the the umami mayo, and then just like layers and layers of like soft, rich, slightly sweet egg. The best. Mm, delicious. All right. And what is the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Um, I ate raw chicken sashimi a few years ago. Um, I've eaten a lot of bugs, um, crickets and, and other... I think I ate scorpion once. Um, I've, How was the raw chicken sh- sashimi? Like really delicate, really nice, like not confronting mm. in the slightest. Uh, okay, what are your favourite desk snacks? I mean, you, you've, you've yeah. got some Japanese mints there, but uh. yeah, desk, desk snacks. When I'm um, when I'm feeling good, I'll, I'll, it's, it'll be I like dried um, edamame beans, like roasted edamame beans, um, and and then mints if I'm if I'm behaving myself, and then and tons of fruit. Um, but uh, if I mean, I yeah, mostly just packets and packets of chips when I'm when I'm when I'm being bad to the bone, you know. <laughs> Especially like I feel like if you've got like a de- a deadline, um, my I like reward myself for for working just by being a glutton the entire time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. every sentence you need. Yeah, exactly. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's your favorite recipe that you know off by heart? Um, I have a few. So my my wife definitely cooks everything by the recipe. Um, I actually cooked the first meal with a recipe that I've done in over a year last last night. Um, I did like an Ottolenghi recipe that she she got for Christmas. So I was like, oh, this looks fun. I'll do that. But yeah, I mean, I have, I, I love when you get to the point where you're like, well, I know what goes goes good in general. Um, I have like a memories that I've memorized that I that I do all the time. Um, there was a, a, a blog and, and um, recipe book called The Homesick Texan um, a few years ago. And she made an incredible um, cornbread tomato cobbler where you make yeah, you make like a corn flour kind of like cobbler base with like tomato and coriander, garlic and lime up the top. I, I can make that without thinking. And like that's the more in the baking sphere as well. So that, that's where you've really got to memorize all of the... Um, I mean, my go-to recipe that I've, uh, is, uh, that I've absolutely like memorized to, to, the, to, the, to the measurement is um, Cookie and Kate's uh, buckwheat pancake cakes recipe. I cook that once a fortnight and then alternate between that and then her buckwheat waffles recipe every other weekend. Um, they're like, they're, they're too, you know, I mean, you want to do like a big, everyone sit at the, the family sits at the table for a big warm Sunday morning breakfast, but it doesn't always have to be crap. So I swear all, all you need to do to make yourself feel less guilty about snacking is just swap out plain flour for buckwheat flour. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Um, speaking of breakfast, what's your standard everyday breakfast? Uh, granola, and yeah, I mean, yeah, mostly just granola with oat milk and and some and some berries. Um, yeah, I wish it was more interesting than that, <laughs> but you know, you got to have a, a just a boring start to the day, so then you can reward yourself with something interesting later. And what about your ideal pizza topping? Uh, like the simpler the better. Like just a good good cheese and good good meat. Um, I, I mean, I, I love a, a dog shit pepperoni pizza as much as I love like a traditional Italian. Um, you know, I also love a, a clam. A clam pie is, is a good time. There are very few pizzas I don't like is what I'm trying to say. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I think trying to get me to choose an ideal one is like me saying, which is my favorite kid. <laughs> you know what? That would probably be an easier question to answer. <laughs> well, there's a, I guess there's only two kids and there's, there's yeah, exactly. pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a recipe that you're most proud of writing? Uh, I guess I'm, I'm, I am I love that I came up with a kangaroo burger recipe. Like, it, that's probably the first recipe I ever came up with. Um, I, it was when I was DJing with a lot of American DJs who were, on, who were out here and they would all uh, like be dumbfounded that we eat kangaroo. And they're like, where can I eat kangaroo? And I was like, here's the thing. No way is cooking kangaroo. But we can get some mints from the, um, from the supermarket and I can, you know, we can do a burger or something. And I remember reading that like sage is a great thing to pair with kangaroo. So I made like a kangaroo patty, and which and I, I, I through the mince I mixed like sage and red onion, and then uh, I I remember like that that's not very oily, so it's a very dry meat, especially the mince. So I um, chopped through chopped some macadamia nuts and put them through the meat. And um, that added a little bit of oil through the patty, and then with like some dill mayonnaise, um, of course some 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 beetroot, um, some fresh rocket, and, and then on a grill on like a toasted bun. And I haven't had one in years, but I, of all of the burgers that I used to cook at my restaurant, that's the one I miss the most, and I think also the one that I've never seen anyone else attempt. It's just like this one thing mm. that like I feel like only I was doing. Yeah, it's really cool, and that was on your front cover of your book, wasn't it? So, yeah, it was called the Damn Skippy. Um, and, uh, when I, yeah, when I was asked to write a cookbook, I, I, you know, I submitted all our recipes. We took photos of them all. And then when the editor was like chopping it all up, um, she took the, the kangaroo burger recipe out of the book cause she wanted it to be released in American, in the American market. It wasn't. Um, but I was like, well, but there's a, there's a kangaroo burger on the front cover. Shouldn't we, you should be able to cook what's in on the front. And she was like, oh, no one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> So, DM me if you want my kangaroo burger recipe. Hell yes. <laughs> okay, yes, done, done. <laughs> Um, And what's your best mid-DJ set snack? Well, I mean, I did at a lot of restaurants at the moment. Um, I, I did a long stint at various Maryvale bars um, during lockdown when all before the clubs reopened. Um, and uh, at the moment, I um, I book and DJ at my friend Mitch Orr's restaurant, Kiln, which is on top of Ace Hotel in Sydney. And... Every week I play there, like I'll, I'll be like two hours into my four and a half hour set and I'll, I'll order some dinner and he'll always try and like change my order so that it's like the least simple to eat food <laughs> while DJing. Um, and yeah, there, there, there have been some some very like, how do I even get this open with my hands? And like, yeah, like just like real, real fun snacks like that. A lot of mess. Um, but my go-to there is... Um, 
he does like a like any any form of grilled seafood at the moment. I'm a big fan of of, um, of ocean trout. You see how, how good is this? My my go to DJ snack is uh, is uh, wood fired ocean trout with uh, grilled bitter greens. <laughs> wow, it's a kind of bougie establishment. So uh, I DJ it these days. <laughs> but I mean, back in the day, again, it would it would be like oh, actually. Yeah, the best Maryvale establishment, to, but I, and I'm pretty sure it's my fault. You're not allowed to eat at Jimmy's Falafel while you DJ anymore. <laughs> but I used to. I, I've, I've done many a set there with a kebab in one hand and 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 mixing with the other. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love DJing and eating at the same time. I think I think they go hand in hand. I mean, the greasy f- the fingerprints on my on the mixer probably says otherwise, but uh, <laughs> I think it's a good vibe. If I if I went to a restaurant and the DJ who was playing was actually eating while working, I'd be like, damn, we've got to order what he's eating. Okay, last last question. Uh, what is the next thing you're probably going to eat? Uh, that aforementioned Orlengi, uh recipe that I cooked last night. So, it's, have you ever heard of a Dutch baby? No. So, a Dutch baby is a um, a, it's a breakfast yeah. pancake where you basically um, it's a little bit of flour, it's mostly eggs, some milk, sugar, maybe nutmeg, and then you buzz it in, in a blender and then pour it into a searing hot um, butter filled. Uh, like cast iron skillet and then throw that in the oven for half an hour and it puffs up really really big then you dust it with icing sugar and hit it with some maple syrup or like you know different berries fruit that kind of stuff it's a fantastic breakfast Uh, in Ottolenghi's most recent book there is a savory Dutch baby pancake that you make with um, corn and onions and then you serve it with like a um, fermented uh, like kind of pickled cabbage situation and some salsa roya um, the like uh, you know Mexican tomato table sauce, um, and uh, yeah, I made that last night, um, and it was pretty good. But I, I made a I made a double batch, so that, that's up dinner tonight too. I mean, I'm sure you know when you got kids, you got to you got to cook two meals at once, or else you, there's nothing worse than cooking every night of the week. At least, at least two yep. at once. Um, Levens, thank you so much for joining us on Ingredipedia Bites. It's been awesome catching up, and we Likewise, always yeah. look forward to uh, always look forward to what you're doing next. You can never quite tell if it's going to be <laughs> music related, food related, writing related, or all three. And uh, yeah, we we we, uh, we we love everything you do. Look, I don't really know either. So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much. Man. Thank you. Um, ben, I can smell smoke. Did you finally kill every appliance in this studio? No, Em, that's just the waft of perfectly smoking embers from Vivid Fire Kitchen, which is exactly what it sounds like. A pop-up kitchen running as part of Vivid from May 24 to June 15 at the Goods Line in the Sydney CBD, and it's all about cooking with fire. Tandoor, teppanyaki, First Nations food, tender brisket, charred veggies, and aromatic satay, to name a few. That sounds a lot better than your jackals, Ben. No offence. Offence taken. Vivid Fire Kitchen, proudly sponsoring this episode of Ingredipedia.